This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Raider Nation? You're tuning into Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Today, you're tuning in with a solo host, Mo Moten, without Scott Gobranson, who's been suspended for his Derek Carr remarks. No, I'm just kidding. Scott's feeling under the weather. He's dealing with an illness, so wish him well. So today, that means you're stuck with me. Again, that's Mo Moten, your solo host for today on Silver and Black Today. Uh, Just want to get something off my chest off the top here. The Rams' loss still stings a bit. Even as a writer, a person who's covered the Raiders for eight, nine years, I I always say I, I don't have the fan cap on anymore. But watching that loss, watching Baker Mayfield drive down the field, for two scoring drives within less than three and a half minutes really stings as, as a person who covers the Raiders. And it's taken a while for me to kind of just grasp what happened and just kind of digest the loss and everything that had to happen, all the dominoes that had to fall for the Raiders to lose that game. But as a person who's followed this team for years, decades, uh, when it goes bad, it really goes bad. Like, like it's just like leaving a glass of, of milk on the table overnight. It, it just it spoils very quickly for the Raiders when they when they start to get down on themselves or when things go against them. It's just an avalanche of bad. Um, the penalties: Crosby, Farrell, Meek Robinson, Tillery with a boneheaded penalty. Uh, the defense uh, on the last play, letting up that touchdown. The one thing you have to do. When a team is driving and they have to score, obviously, don't let the wide receiver get behind you. And that's that's basically what the Raiders did. Um, a lot of people want to point out that Deron Harmon may have had his eyes in the backfield, whatever the case may be. It's on Patrick Graham to let his guys know, do not let the play, do not let the pass catchers get behind you. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, now that I've gotten that off my chest, I want to turn the page because it is hump day, it is Wednesday. And we're looking ahead, not backward. The Raiders have a game against the Patriots. There will be a lot of talk about Josh McDaniels and his relationship with Bill Belichick and how much he's learned from Bill Belichick. I don't want to talk about that. 
that's that's boring. Everyone's going to ask him questions about that. You'll hear about that all throughout the week. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Uh, I was concerned. I had a major concern about the Raiders' offensive line. In that last game against the Rams, Jermaine Illuminar went down. Alex Bars went down early in the first quarter. Uh, but, you know, it, it seems like they're trying to bolster the unit. They did waive John Simpson, who lost his job to Alex Bars after week two, I believe. Bars was, has been the starter since week three. Uh, the Raiders did bring in Hieronis Garasu, who has some experience at center and left guard. Hasn't played guard since 2018 with the Ravens, though, so a little shaky there. They did bring in Nathane Muthi uh, from the Broncos practice squad. He has experience at guard. He's only played, he's only started four games. So there could be some shuffling going on, and they may need it against this Patriots pass rush. If you've watched the Monday, if you watched the Monday night game against the Cardinals, Patriots and Cardinals, uh, Josh Uche and Matt Judon, those guys dominant pass rushing duo and judon likes to do those loops and stunts so it's going to put a lot of pressure on the interior of the raiders offensive line so whoever starts flanking uh who is it andre james and uh the rookie dylan parham whoever is in that right guard spot next to maybe it's luminar maybe it's there mumford jr whoever is in that guard spot better be ready for the pass rush because the patriots do a lot of things with their edge guys so Raiders have their work cut out for them. This is not going to be, I, I don't want to say if it's going to be a blowout or not, but I, I think it's, I think it's going to be another close game. I know you guys probably guys, guys and gals out there probably hear me say that a lot. It's going to be a close game, but you know, that's, that's the hallmark for the Raiders this season. They played a lot of close games and this is going to be another one, two coaches, two head coaches who know each other pretty well. The Raiders can still score points in, in stretches the Patriots sometimes have issues scoring points with their defense is stout. So what you're probably going to get is a is a game in the low 20s. Maybe one team scores 17 points, the other team scores 20. Depends on, on how the Raiders come out because as we know, as I just mentioned, the Raiders can come out hot with Devontae Adams and all of a sudden they stall, especially in the red zone. We'll get to more of that later. But the Raiders are going to have to start sustaining drives and put together complete games and look ahead to 2023 because their chances of making the playoffs are very slim, but they can build something for the future. And that's what I'll be looking at uh, going forward. Uh, maybe we see more Malcolm Kuntz, you know, uh, a guy who can provide, you know, as a designated pass rusher, maybe can provide some pressure behind Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. I want to see more Neil Farrell Jr. and Matthew Butler because you can unlock Chandler Jones with some pressure up the middle. I still want to see more Zamir White, depending on what happens with Josh Jacobs, we don't know. But at this point in the season, with the Raiders' slim, slim playoff hopes, by the way, they will be eliminated from playoff contention if they lose and the Dolphins win or tie or the Jets win or tie. Now, I will say this. The Dolphins will play the Bills in Buffalo. Don't like Miami outside of Miami where it's not going to be warm. With Buffalo, you're going to be freezing your butt off. Don't like the Dolphins. I think the Buffalo Bills win that game. But the Jets have a good chance to beat the Lions because the Lions don't play well outside of Detroit. They're going to be outside, and Jared Goff's numbers are considerably different when he's on the road. So the Raiders basically just have to focus on winning football games, but it's going to be tough. As I just mentioned, that offensive line may need to shuffle a little bit against that Patriots pass rush. It's going to be tough, but I do have some good news. Before I step aside for a break, there is some good news. According to Vincent Batio of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, 
there's a good chance that Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller will rejoin the team to practice. Quote, unquote, they're trending toward returning to practice. So we'll see what that means going forward. If they'll suit up, if one of them suits up, if both of them suit up. But it looks like they're on the way back. And I think it's important that they play. And I'll explain why. Neither player has looked good, even while healthy. Darren Waller, 16 catches for 175 yards and a touchdown. 10.9 yards per catch. That's the lowest he's had with the Raiders. Hunter Renfro, 21 catches, 192 yards, 9.1 yards per Per yards per catch that's a career low no touchdowns so these guys have to get in sync with the system and I think it's important that they build chemistry with Derek Carr so that again looking forward that offense will run like a will or machine and they don't have these dry spells where they can't move the ball can't get a third down uh, conversion so I think it's important for those guys to get back even with the playoffs seemingly out of reach and with that said I'm going to step aside just keep in mind you're tuned in with Mo Moten. No Scott Gobranson today. I'm the substitute teacher. No, I'm kidding. I'm the co-host, but I'm now in the driver's seat. And I'm going to direct you toward some more Raiders coverage. We're even going to get into a little mailbag later. But I'm going to step aside and take a quick break. <laughs> 